We believe in heaven. Reading from Revelations chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are trustworthy and true, and the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angels to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me them. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and let the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me, to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they may have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come, let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Well, we all long for a better day. I mean, the songs we sing in church often reflect that longing. Oh, that day when freed from sinning, I shall see thy lovely face, clothed then in the blood-washed linen. How I'll sing 
thou wondrous grace. Send thy angel soon to carry me to realms of endless days. We long for a better day. Here is why. Because something has gone terribly wrong. The world is broken. There is violence and abuse and poverty and sickness and disease. There is death, famine, war, plague, injustice, tyranny and evil. And despite many years and many dollars and many wars and many leaders and many efforts, the world is still not the place that any of us wishes that it were. So we all long for a better day. That being said, the hope for transformation in the world doesn't come from us. We're not going to fix everything. In fact, we are all part of the problem. The Bible tells us that shortly after God created a perfect world and gave it to Adam and Eve to manage, they decided to disobey God. God said, here's the truth. Don't eat from that tree. You can eat from all the other trees, but don't eat from that tree. The day you do, you will die. And Adam and Eve ignored that godly truth. And with the twisting of the truth by the devil, oh, you won't die. You'll become like God. Well, they believed the devil and listened to him. And the result of that blatant disregard for their creator, humanity fell from God's grace and became enslaved by sin. And Satan continues to teach us to be like God, whatever we think that might be, by constructing our own versions of what is good. There is a longing and a desire to fix things, and sometimes when we make an effort to make change in the world for what we think is good, we end up doing evil. Let me just give you a few examples. Well, remember when the government approved the drug uh, thalidomide to aid pregnant women with morning sickness? Yeah, to ease a bit of suffering. That was back in the late 50s and early 60s. It was widely used in places like Canada, and Germany, and the United Kingdom, and Australia. And children were born with all kinds of deformities. Remember when the government thought it was a good idea to get the indigenous population up to speed with their European counterparts and rounded up the young and had them educated in residential schools? Not a good idea, and the effects are still being felt today. Now we have Facebook, a, a brilliant way to connect people with people, but it is also being used to connect terrorism and terrorists and to promote fake news. I mean, because of social media, anybody can claim to be an expert on any subject. And they can garner an incredible following with their so-called good solution to humanity's problems. And people are being duped and people are being led astray. Our government, in an effort to protect the right to choose convenience, for one part of the population, women, inadvertently took the right to live away from another part of the population, unborn children. My point, we, and I'm including all of us, think we know what is good and right. And we think we can fix the world's problems, but we can't. Yes, we should still pray for our leaders and our decision makers, 
But they're not perfect. They are sinful by nature. But we should still pray for them that they at least attempt to fix problems in a godly way, seeking God's counsel and God's good advice. But all the while, understanding that we can't fix the world's problems. We need a savior. Our hope then isn't in ourselves. It isn't in our nation. It isn't in our culture. Our hope isn't in our government or in our people. Our hope has to be in God. When Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed God, right there in the beginning, along with the curse and punishment, was a promise of a savior, right? Genesis 3.15 and I will put enmity between you and the woman, God said to the devil, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. That promise of the defeat of the devil was fulfilled in Jesus' obedient suffering and death on the cross. In John 12, verse 31, and following, Now is the time for judgment on this world, Jesus said. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. So the devil stands judged and is by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and now is awaiting sentence which will come when Jesus returns. How does this victory become our own, right? The victory of Jesus over the devil becomes ours through baptism. Romans chapter 6, verse 4, 5. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we've been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Baptism promises us our own resurrection from the dead and life in paradise with God. And so we believe in heaven. We believe a better world is coming for all the children of God. And that brings us to Revelations 22. It speaks about heaven. It speaks about the curse being lifted. That God has prepared a new creation, free of sin and the curse and the presence and the power and the effects of evil. Look at just a few things from the reading today. Crystal clear river of the water of life flowing through the city of God. Do you know how many people on this earth yearn for pure, clean drinking water? Can you imagine if in our own city, the Red or Assiniboine rivers were crystal clear? Heaven, there'll be an endless supply of pure water. And it will be very accessible. And look, the tree of life. Once we were banned from it, in heaven we'll have full, full access to it. It's producing real health food. You eat the fruit of that tree and you will live forever. And look, there's still variety. It says 12 kinds of fruit, but... In Revelation, 12 is the number of perfection. It's just used to say it's complete and full, everything we need. We won't have to wait a year for the harvest. 
a fruit to eat. It's monthly. Again, a simple way of saying constant supply. And the leaves? Well, we know what leaves and herbs can do. The healing they bring. The health benefits they provide. just a simple way of saying in heaven there will be health there will be no more curse no more sin everything will be good for us everything will be good for us nothing will be bad for us in this world there are things that hurt and harm us the bible says that god will always be present and therefore there won't be a need for the sun The sun does a lot for us. How are we going to live without the sun? But it also can cause some problems, like droughts and famines and burns and cancer. God will be like the sun, but without the bad side effects. Only the life-giving benefits. Everywhere, elsewhere, the Bible says that God will personally wipe away every tear from our eyes. And there will be no sickness and no death and no more sorrow. You won't have locks on the doors of your home. You won't live in fear. There will be no soldiers and no police because there will be no sin. There will be no war. Isaiah says that swords will be recycled as plowshares for harvest. The Bible says the lion will lay down with the lamb. That there will be absolute peace and harmony in all of God's creation, in all of his eternal kingdom. It says that the lame will walk and the blind will see. You won't see a wheelchair in heaven. You won't see a hospital in heaven. You won't see a police car, a fire truck, or an ambulance. We'll never have an election in heaven. There'll be one king and he'll rule over all people in perfect love and justice and mercy and kindness. His name is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. And his servants will what? Well, we're going to serve him. We're going to worship him. And it's not just by singing, by singing, but also by living our lives, loving our friends, enjoying our hobbies, doing the jobs that God apportioned to us in his kingdom. It's like the world was supposed to be before sin entered it. We'll worship God in all of our life. And then it says they will see his face. Think about that. You're going to see the face of Jesus. I promise you, you're going to see the very face of Jesus. You need to live for that day. The most important face is not the one in the mirror every morning. It's the one you'll see in the end, in the place where there are no mirrors. No mirrors to disappoint you or point out your imperfections. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and he will reign forever and ever. Won't it be nice to know that someone who knows what he is doing is in absolute charge? And in verse 14, it says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, those who repent of sin, those who tell God they are sorry, and ask Jesus to forgive them. I mean, that's what we do every day of our lives because we know that the forgiveness of sins are ours because of Jesus Christ. 
they wash their blood they wash their robes in the blood of the lamb so that they may have the right to eat of the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates welcomed into heaven all because of Jesus Christ outside of heaven in hell are the dogs it's not a reference to pets it's a derogatory term for scavenger animals today we might think of rats and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood outside lies outside half-truths i jesus have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches i am the root and the descendant of david the bright morning star the spirit and the bride the holy spirit and the church say come and let the one who hears that that's us say come and let the one who is thirsty let the one who desires to take the water of life without price it's free heaven is a free gift for all it costs us nothing it costs jesus everything and so we do come in faith to him for all that he's done for us what you and i long for is a world like that heaven is this world this world plus everything that god wants to do for us and minus all of the sin and evil this is what god intended at the beginning the bible then is this kind of a story you think about it when you look at the bible beginning middle beginning in the beginning there is creation in the end there is new creation the first two chapters of the bible are about creation the last two chapters of the bible are about new creation the third chapter in the bible is about sin and judgment the third chapter in from the end of the bible is about final judgment of sin in the beginning god intended a perfect glorious world and in the end through jesus christ the lamb of god and his plan of salvation which is recorded throughout the pages in the middle of the scriptures all through jesus christ we will have what god intended for us a perfect glorious world so we start with god and we end with god it's all about god the father the son and the holy spirit who is at work in our lives who is at work in our lives and in our world god does everything for us and his plan of salvation revealed in his word is the source of all hope and all our joy in the meantime in this in between time what do we do while well, we wait patiently with faith in a god who not only saves us but has provided everything we need and we hope we hope in a better day a great day a perfect time we live our lives according to his good and gracious will and encourage everyone else to believe and join us in heaven and we invite them just like someone invited us to come this is god's good and gracious will amen <laughs>